Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the awesome good fortune to be interviewing Scott Whitaker of scottwhitakerconsulting.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R consulting.com. Scott is an expert at building membership programs that will double your income in 90 days or less. Sign me up for that. Scott's experience with memberships goes back to 1996 when he served as a pastor, building memberships within churches. In 2007, Scott joined Nelson Searcy, the founder of Church Leader Insights, and began building the largest coaching network for pastors. The network grew from serving 72 pastors to over 3,000 pastors a year. That's rocket growth. Scott has now systemized the principles that he developed and put into practice over the years so that businesses of all shapes and sizes can use them to launch, grow, and improve their membership programs. Through coaching and consulting, Scott is dedicated to helping you achieve the next level of success no matter where you are in the process right now. Scott also offers limited on-site consulting and three different levels of business consulting at scottwhitakerconsulting.com. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Seth, I appreciate the invitation. It is uh, great to be with you. Great to be with your audience. All right. Happy to have you. Let's go back in time a little bit. Um, Where did you grow up? So yeah, uh, I was actually born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I grew up in Savannah, Georgia and uh, on the coast and uh, grew up and then spent most of my life though in the Atlanta area. Uh, where I met my wife, and we lived there for about 20 years. Now I'm in uh, South Florida in Boca Raton, Florida. Awesome. Um, send some weather, some good weather our way, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. It's, uh, you know, it being the time of the year that it is, man, it's always sunny and warm down here. So so how did you, so you started out working in the church industry even before you started working with Nelson. How did you decide to, I mean, how does one say, I'm in the church, I'm working in church, let's start a membership program? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, in, churches operate off a of membership program, essentially. I mean, you know, when you're a part of a church, uh, you end up taking a step toward uh, membership and being a part of that church, joining your membership, and uh, making a commitment to uh, serve and give and, and be a part of that community. And uh, so, for me, uh, it's what we call like a call. Uh, and uh, I experienced a call in my life to go and uh, do that, and so I served in the the local church, and then that's when I met uh, Nelson Searcy, and for those of you who may not be familiar with Nelson, uh, Nelson is a pastor. He leads a uh, very well-known organization called Church Leader Insights, which is a coaching ministry for pastors, and uh, he provides resources and so forth. Well, I met him as part of that, and at that time, it was a very small organization, and Nelson and I became friends, got involved. And uh, I mean, from there, we just, we, we blew it up and exploded and multiplied the number of pastors we were serving through the, through the coaching and built that membership program uh, in many respects in the same way that we built a church membership. That is awesome. Now you talk about church, joining a church, being a membership. Now, how does that, are you dividing that people who just pass the collection plate every Sunday versus people who have like signed a contract 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it really depends on the church. Uh, different churches do it different ways. I wouldn't say it's a contract. Uh, a lot of churches, there's a membership class. So you go to, it can be however long. Some churches, it's, you know, an hour. Sometimes for some churches, it's, you know, nine different classes to be a part of uh, the membership there. So every church does it differently. Um, but they've got a membership process in place, which is the key. And so, you know, there are people who come in using our business terms. There are people who come into the funnel, they attend, they're, they're a guest at the church. And then instead of creating them uh, as a customer within the church, that's when they join the membership of the church and they become a member of the church, rather as opposed to like in our business world, we'd say, you know, they're a customer. Absolutely. So what are some of the ways that you increase retention, increase ascension? Is there ascension in churches? How does that all work? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just moving a little bit away from the, the church world, uh, there's parallels here. And I'm going to really draw this in uh, for, you know, those who are listening here in the sense of business terms. It, it's the funnel. Uh, so most businesses focus in on, you know, getting that crowd, creating the prospects and getting as many prospects as possible. And then out of that, trying to get them to become customers. And then, you know, you and I know that's really where the business starts is, okay, you've got a customer. Now, what can you do to, you know, get a customer to become a recurring customer? Well, I would say at that point, they become in, they, you want to get them to continuity. So every business that offers a product or a resource or a service that can be offered as a recurring buying option for their customer can create some sort of continuity program, rewards program, membership program uh, for them. So you've got your crowd, you turn them into customers, then you try to move them toward continuity, moving down the funnel. Then even after the continuity, in your continuity program, your membership program, your rewards program, whatever it is, there are always those who are super committed. So they're your, I'm going to, you know, rave, raving fan. I'm going to buy everything you've got. I'm going to move. You know, you tell me what to do. I'm going to go do it because I'm getting whatever satisfaction, joy, rewards, benefit that your business creates for them. So then they become committed. And then at the very bottom of the funnel is your core. These are the people who, I mean, your business is built off of them. They're giving you the most amount of money. You're giving them the most amount of your resources, your time, your energy, and the sense of what you provide as a service. And they are at your core. Now, what I have found is that in most membership programs, that's the funnel. But there's... At the bottom of that funnel, in every funnel we know, there is that bottom hole where everybody escapes. And they go through the bottom of the funnel, and then all of a sudden we wonder where they were. They used to be in my core. They used to be highly committed. Now all of a sudden they've dropped off the face of the earth. I don't know what's going on. And that's because most businesses lack what I would say is the invert funnel. So if you took two funnels and put them together at the bottom part of the funnel, put those two bottom parts together, you would have a double funnel. And then on the back end of that, there has to be what I call this descension process within your business. So that somebody who is in your core, 
they finally say, you know what, I feel like I've got everything that I need from you. I've got all that I can get from what you're offering me. There has to be some way or another to move them back down to be committed and then keep them in the continuity. And then if you can't do anything else, just keep them as a customer on an ongoing basis on some level or, or what, depending upon your, your, your business or your program. So there's got to be that decension process. And that's where a lot of uh, membership programs, rewards programs, they, they miss out on. It's like, well, we, got it. we feel like we got as much money out of them as possible. Bad way to think about it. But, you know, I got as much as I'm going to get out of them. They got as much out of me as they're going to get. And we just let them go. And it's a bad model. Bad model. That is absolutely incredible. I, I don't know if everybody with was listening or watching realizes that, but we spend so much of our time on getting them to have a funnel in the first place and then building an ascension model on top of that, that honestly, we've never had a descension funnel. I didn't even, had never heard the term before, never even thought about it before, but it makes total, excuse me, total and complete sense. And I'm blinding flash of the obvious. Um, so Seth, let me tell you, if you actually type the word descension in Microsoft Word or you know whatever uh, program you use, you're going to get that little red squiggly line that says it's a misspelled word because I don't know. I mean, you've got ascension, but there's absolutely no word that says descension. And so if I made it up, I made it up. I don't know. I don't care about getting the credit, but you've Point got to in my that, opinion. Yeah, you've got to have that descension process in your business. Uh, and especially if you're doing membership program, you know, we can create the ascension that's easy, but there's got to be the descension on the back end. I think that is a brilliant, brilliant idea. Other than not having a funnel in the first place and not having a ascension or descension model, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when it comes to building out, you know, membership programs? Yeah. So, I mean, for entrepreneurs, those who are creating or building membership programs, really the number one factor or mistake that I see them make is it's all about getting new members. So there's this mindset of, you know, I, I need to get 25, 100, 3,000, you know, 10,000, how many ever members you're going to get. And that is, it makes you feel good just to say it. I mean, if you're in your business, it makes you feel good to know you've got a herd, you've got a crowd that big that is in your membership program. But it doesn't do you any good if you have 25, 100, 1,000, 3,000 members in your program and they only stay for one month. Where most membership programs, business owners, entrepreneurs fail is, is they forget the long term. And so they get in and on average, the average member stays with a program about three months. So after that third month hits, they drop out. They're immediately looking at, I've got to get more new members. I, and it's this constant, I've got to get more churn. new members. It's the churn is the word for it. And instead of focusing in on how can I get my members who are dropping out at month three, what process can I put in place retention system can I put in place before month three so that when month three happens they skip over it and they stay with me two to three more months if you have a membership program and just using round numbers if you have a membership program and you have a hundred people in there and ten people are dropping out at month three and you're trying to focus in on 
getting them to stay, getting new people to come in, it is going to be a greater investment of your time, a greater return, more income, more revenue for you if you focus in on getting them to stay one month, two months, three months longer, because then everybody follows that system and you've broken through the barrier of three months and now you've pushed it to maybe six months and then you put another retention system. Alongside that, what most business owners, entrepreneurs do that is a mistake is they wait until that churn happens and then they try to put it in a, a system in place. So being that month three is the average drop-off point, they say, well, at month three, I need to do something. And that's the wrong thinking. Month three is too late. I mean, if I'm coming and I'm gonna you know, put you in a chokehold and I put my hands around your neck to start choking you, the, the thing to do is before my hands even get around your neck, break, break away from the choke. Most are, I'm gonna try to do something and they're already feeling the chokehold around their neck. And so at month three, when they really should be putting it in place at month two or even at the very beginning in month one. That is brilliant. Again, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? All of this. <laughs> like other than that, yeah. right. I'll, I'll phrase it a different way. <laughs> nah, um, yeah. I find that we learn more from avoiding others' mistakes than we do trying to copy some of their successes. What's the biggest business adversity you've had to overcome and what'd you learn from it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is this that when, when Nelson and I started, and it was a specific program called the Renegade Pastors Network. Um, Great title, was, by the way. Yeah, it is. It, it was a really good title. It's something that, uh, you know, I, I is fully credited to him. Um, I sat down with him in a hotel lobby in Southern California, and we were just trying to offer sell after sell after sell and trying to get people to buy resources from us as much as possible. And I mean, we were devaluing our resources. We were devaluing, we were hurting our customers and we were doing a disservice to them by not offering the, the membership program. And finally, I just said to Nelson, we've got to do this. And within a month we launched it and immediately had over 250 uh, within the first month as a founding member. Um, looking back on that, he and I would both agree we started too late. And in your business, those of you who are entrepreneurs, business owners out there, and you're, you're, you're thinking about taking that step toward a membership program, uh, you're gonna come up with all sorts of reasons as to why it can't be done how are you gonna fulfill it? Do you have the staff for it? Are you gonna be able to meet the demands? And we all know that there is nothing more motivating, more invigorating than just having a deadline and saying, this is the day, I'm sending the promotion out, the sales page is gonna be built, we're gonna get people into the membership program. And what you're gonna find out is, is more than likely, those people are going to be your core anyways. They've been waiting for you to build this membership program. They've been waiting for right downer. They've been waiting for you. I love that. Yeah. I mean, they've been waiting for you. And so they're going to be forgiving of you and not having everything together quite yet. We didn't know what we were going to do for our first newsletter. 
We didn't know what deliverables we were going to have. We just knew there was going to be a coaching call element with Nelson and we were going to send them something, you know, their first month. And we actually got people in the program paying full price the very first month. We delivered the coaching, but we actually didn't mail them anything until their month two. So we had everything. Wow. We, we, we had a month to be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to mail them. They bought and it. So, now we better create it and figure it out. Yeah. Now create it, figure it out. So if you're trying to get everything perfect on the front end, yep. it's never going to happen. And I mean, even to this day, part of what I call the six systems of uh, a membership program, one of those systems is the strategy system. It is how are you going to constantly improve your membership program? And you're never going to have it perfect. It, there's always going to be some element that you can tweak and have that constant and never ending improvement, you know, going on within your membership program. Just get it started. If you need help, I'll be glad to help. That's as, my little as well you should. And our folks listening and watching should absolutely get a copy of your book, Why People Quit Your Membership Program and What You Can Do About It, which you're generously giving away to everyone listening and watching for free. They've just got to pay the $5 shipping and handling. Absolutely great book. I think I dog-eared every other page and we're using it to completely revamp our program. I didn't even know what I didn't know that I learned by reading the book. What prompted you, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this. Um, you've come so far. What do you attribute your success to? Well, um, I, I will say I attribute a lot of it to my friendship with Nelson. Um, you know, Nelson uh, is very well known in our world uh, by those who follow Dan Kennedy. Um, you know, he and I together built the program that existed there for pastors. Uh, so it was a lot of art, iron sharpening iron, you know, me making him better, him making me better. So I, I've got to give a shout out to Nelson um, and, uh, and what we did there together. Uh, part of it is also is just being a strategic person. Um, I, I'm very strategic minded in, in the sense of when I see a problem, what are the ways to overcome that problem and then challenge those ways to overcome it to even make it better. Um, so I would attribute my own you know, strategy mindedness as being a part of that as well. Awesome. What, uh, well, you've been incredibly generous with your time. We greatly appreciate it. One last question before we talk again about where people can go get the book. Um, what are some of your secrets for being so productive? How do you get so much done in a day? Yeah. I mean, well, as you know, this, uh, I mean, you have got to take control of your time. Um, you know, being a, a coach and consultant myself, uh, my time is my deliverable, uh, for those that I work with. So uh, being extremely, uh, uh, an extreme protector of your time, uh, being a good communicator, uh, and I don't mean standing before people and, and all of that, but you know, in our digital world of email and tweeting and everything else, which I, you know, I don't, I'm on Twitter, but I, I don't tweet at all. Uh, you, you've got to, you, you've got to look at your communication and say, am I clear? You know, uh, you know, does this person have everything they need in order to make a decision uh, from me and so forth? So looking back over just how you communicate with others and uh, how you want people to communicate with you. So when I bring people within my program and, and uh, consulting, 
I have to set some foundation of how I want them to communicate with me. Uh, you know, we're not going to have 10 conversations in one email. We're going to have, you know, one conversation per email. And uh, I have to constantly move my clients over to like, okay, you mentioned this in a previous email. Here's, we're going to have a separate conversation, separate email chain uh, on that. So communication is, is a factor. Your calendar is a factor and uh, being a protector of both of those. Awesome. Great recommendations. Fascinating interview. Incredible story. Can't wait to work with you myself. What is the best place for folks to go? I believe we're sending them to get a copy of the book, Why People Quit Your Membership Program and What You Can Do About It at scottwhitakerconsulting.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Go to scottwhitakerconsulting.com. It's S-C-O-T-T-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R consulting.com. Uh, you can email me from there. Uh, I've got my blog there. You can you know, get on my uh, email list. Um, and my email list, I mean, it, I really do provide content uh, so that every week. Uh, I will vouch for that. I actually print out and save and read your emails. And your newsletter, your physical print newsletter is one of the best in the industry. And it's one I actually have a binder for, save, and refer back to. Man, that's a that's a compliment right there. I'll, I'll take that. So yeah, I mean, if you if you you know request to be on my uh, newsletter list, I will send you a printed newsletter. Uh, you can see what I do. Uh, I try to provide you know content for those who are on my list because I really do want to help. Even if you don't become a a, a client of mine, I want to help you make your program better, make your business better. And uh, if I can have a small hand in that, that'd be great. If I can have a larger play in that as well. Uh, you know, we'll see if uh, there's an opportunity there for, to make that happen. Awesome. Okay. Scott Whitaker, scottwhitakerconsulting.com. Why people quit your membership program and what you can do about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Seth. And uh, I appreciate your invitation to be a part of this. And uh, thank you to everyone being a part of the podcast. Uh, I hope that you'll keep in touch with Seth and uh, subscribe to his podcast. So if you're not a subscriber, make sure that you subscribe to it. Uh, press that button. Make sure that you get every episode of uh, his podcast so that you can get all these tools and, uh, and you know, the people that he's bringing on. That's great to hear from. Uh, thank you for the plug and thanks for being on the show. Thanks everybody for listening or watching and we'll talk or talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to takethe500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>